Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show, where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. Take 10 minutes away from your desk this lunchtime, push your keyboard away from you, stand up, exit via the nearest door and walk in nature for just 10 minutes and see how a little stroll at lunchtime can help physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, creatively, emotionally, in every way you can imagine. My name is Rachel Wheelie, a human in the world trying to figure out how to be walking around a small park behind a hospital in Tooting, southwest London in the UK. You're very welcome along. This is the sixth episode of series 31, a series in which we are discussing kindness, a topic which becomes more fascinating the more I think of it. And lots of you have been in touch with your thoughts on kindness and they have been enormously diverse. The things that people want to talk about regarding kindness are very broad indeed. So I'm going to bring you some of that this week. Welcome to Walk the Pod. So the first thing I want to bring you is a story from uh, my esteemed colleague uh, of the BBC who spoke about how he once helped a lady change a tyre. On the street, he was sitting outside a pavement cafe having a coffee or perhaps it was a glass of something, I don't know. And this lady was in distress. Her tyre was punctured. She wasn't sure that she could uh, rectify the situation on her own. Pete stepped in to help and she reached into the glove box of her vehicle and pulled out a bottle of champagne and presented it to him to say thank you. Now, that of course was Pete simply being kind um, and it was was very much appreciated and perhaps that's one of the things that we we should perhaps be thinking about. If our kindness is appreciated, does that make it more or less valid? as kindness? Is it not kindness if we are rewarded in some way? Now obviously Pete didn't expect to be rewarded in some way, he was simply being helpful. Um, and, and similarly, if somebody is not uh, appreciative of the kindness shown to them, then was it a kind thing that got done in the first place? Gainer, Glorious Gainer in Broccoli shared a story of being admonished by a friend for sending a kind note which was not taken in such a way. And so that's the thing I'm thinking about today. Is, is it kind if it's not appreciated? And can we, can we attempt to be kind and end up upsetting people? Uh, that's another way of thinking about it. I'm still accepting your thoughts on kindness. The, the point at which you can no longer contribute is the end of the series. And even then, I'm not going to turn your thoughts away. So do get in touch. Walkthepod.com. Press the button marked message. Leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice or email rach at rachelwheelie.com. Nige did exactly that, left me 59 seconds of his beautiful voice, and what he has to say, I think, ties into this to some extent. So have a listen and get in touch with your thoughts in response. Hello, Rachel. Contribution from Nigel in northern Spain on kindness. Um, I've been thinking about it through this week thank you for uh, the first five episodes of the new series very good and nice to be back for me as well now to focus and getting away from my desk walking my dog and or listening to the bod 
uh, yeah, and kindness. So there's the sort of obvious stuff in terms of treating people kindly and speaking kindly and acting kindly, things like that. Part of that has made me think about um, a bit of sacrifice and a bit of humility that goes with kindness. Because when I was a teenager, we used to go to London clubbing and stuff, and there was a guy that was part of our group who would always give a homeless person a pound coin or a fiver or something. And we were always like taking the mic him saying, Dave, why are you doing that? You know, you're wasting your money. They're just going to spend it on booze or drugs or whatever. And he's going, yeah, but, you know, I don't need it as much as, you know, he'll benefit from it. Whatever he wants to do with it, it's fine. Uh, it's just something I can do. And and so recently, you know, I've stuck with that a little bit. So so uh, recently I was the guy in the city. I could have ignored him. Um, but I thought, no, you know, I can spare a few 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 coins, three euros out of my pocket. It's, you know, it's nothing to me. Like the Wendell song means a great deal to you. You know, it's only a few euros. It won't change his life. But, you know, it's part of sacrificing that because I really don't need it that much. And, and recognising, you know, who am I to sort of just, you know, not be willing to share a little bit. Um, and there was there's, there's quite a growth in the homeless and sort of troubled population in my hometown in England, in, in Wickham. Quite a lot of um, people, if you're, if you're out in the high street at sort of 10, 11 o'clock at night, which often I'm getting home from London work, there's a lot of people there asking for money. They tend to ask for 10 or 15 pounds for shelter. And it's a bit debatable whether that's true and whether that's what they're using it for. But, I, you know, I've been... Just, I just the same thing, you know. Why not? Why not? I just give a bit of money to someone who, who asked for it, you know. And and you know, you actually do see them react nicely. Some of them you think, okay, you've you've figured out that you've conned me, but that's very rare. Most of the time, it's a nice reaction to to you know what I can do. Why why not? So I just thought I'd share that. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you, Nigel. Really appreciate that. Uh, and listening to your comments made me think. I think the, the the difficulty with what you're talking about is coming to the conclusion that we have all we could possibly need, and that we can therefore spare some money. Uh, now, that doesn't mean to say that that that's not the case. A lot of us can, but can we persuade ourselves that we can? Can we get away from a scarcity mindset of thinking, oh, no, but I need it myself or whatever. Um, you've obviously managed to get away from that scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset where you think, yes, I can spare a few pounds or a few euros. Um, the Mr. Wendell quote is very interesting because I actually always found the Mr. Wendell... The, the, there's a song called Mr. Wendell, which, which says something along the lines of you know this money I'm giving you means nothing to me but it means a good deal to you and I <laughs> remember listening to that and finding it the bit of the song I was least comfortable with because I felt it was uh, a tad patronizing but <laughs> but um you know this this is the thing isn't it this is the big this is the big tussle I think with kindness is when is it when is it appreciated? When is it not? Because when it's not appreciated, people find it patronising. When it is appreciated, it can really change somebody's life. So it's it's a struggle that we all have, I think, in terms of what we're going to contribute into the world, where to put our money, where to put our time uh, to the best use so that it's not being wasted, it's not being considered offensive, etc. Uh, it's, it's very, very difficult to work out. And I think we're all keen to actually come down on the side of kindness with, with these actions we take. It's just a sort of uncertainty about how to do so. 
My dad sent some uh, thoughts on kindness as well, which I felt were relevant uh, regarding what, uh, in, in terms of what uh, Nigel just said. Uh, his comments were, I think there's a close, perhaps even universal correlation between kindness and people who are at one with themselves. I've yet to meet a person at one with themselves who is persistently unkind or a person not at one with themselves who is persistently kind. It's pretty obvious, for example, that Trump and Putin are not at one with themselves and so blame everyone else for their shortcomings because they can't face themselves if they accept the truth. The thesis is, CF, the cup full to overflowing, that people can only give what they have. If their self-image is negative, their larder is full of poison. They can, all they can give from it is poison. If their self-image is positive, their larder is full of good things. So all they can give are good things. Yes, of course, most of us are somewhere in between these extremes. The irony of this is that we tend to treat nasty people with contempt and derision and lambast them with blame when their nastiness is a direct consequence of having been treated exactly in those ways. So we're certainly not helping and probably making them worse. I made the mistake of going back to my Twitter account a week ago around the time of the Tory party election shenanigans and it is a cesspit of nastiness. Even the people I agree with seem to take inordinate pleasure in pouring out their vituperative bile on their victims. Why do we find it so much easier to be unkind than to be kind? I suspect because unkindness stems from what we need to get rid of. A kind of emotional and intellectual excretion process the evacuation of poisons that, if we keep them, will destroy us, whereas kindness and self-love is something most of us don't have enough of to share. Overflowing cups again, so we tend to hang on to it unless and until we have enough to overflow. Thank you, Dad. Very interesting. And um, I would encourage your thoughts on that. Rach at rachelwheelie.com if you have any thoughts on that. Or go to walkthepod.com, press the button mark message, leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, there's a pup in the park, bodies, and that's very, very exciting indeed. It's a, a beautiful pup wearing a blue coat, carrying a ball. Its owner is wearing a beautiful autumn coat as well. I think it looks like it might be a whippet. I remember my walk with Duncan Minchell, author of Where My Feet Fall, who was telling me that whippets are exceptionally good city dogs uh, because they, they need one big, big run around and then they basically lie down all day. They're perfectly fine to have in the city, even though they look like dogs that need to run and run and run and run. It's pretty wet and miz. Uh, there's a few discarded sparkler packets on the floor here, which I'm just going to tidy up into the nearest bin. Legacy sparklers, it says. Just pop that into the bin over here. And uh, quite a lot of puddles around. Lots of soggy leaves. People definitely in their winter coats now. Winter coat, wireless headphones, dog, standard park outfit. Uh, I've been doing my science uh, master's work at the moment, and interestingly, in my in one of the papers I was reading in the list of places where you can do science informally is included the park and and I really enjoy that obviously you have to be out with somebody like Sam Mother Superior of Cats 
or the mothership or my grandma, who's sadly no longer with us, who can furnish you with all kinds of interesting scientific information about what you're walking around looking at. I aspire to be that person, but unfortunately I just don't have the knowledge, as you know from my... It's a brown dog. Um, and for those of you thinking, Rachel, break breathing is terrible, I am going into hospital tomorrow to have it sorted out. So I wanted to let you know that uh, I don't... I can't promise I'll be able to record a podcast episode tomorrow. Just have to see how I'm getting on. I suspect not. In which case, uh, episode 7 will be provided at a later date. And I hope to be back with episode 8 as usual on Wednesday. But we'll see. Slightly nerve-wracking to be called into hospital for a day treatment, which includes a general anaesthetic. But I was chatting to somebody this morning who's had that before. And according to them, by Wednesday, I should be should be compass mentis again. So fingers crossed. Thank you for walking with me, dear potties. Sorry for being a little bit gravelly today. I hope to be better soon. Your company has been hugely appreciated. Mondays are very challenging, actually. I find them full of beginning of the week angst and stress and anxiety and it is a huge benefit to me to be able to come out at lunchtime to record for you and the fact that I have to because I've committed to do that means that I get away from my desk on days when clamoring voices are giving me all kinds of things that I could stay at my desk to think about instead Uh, so thank you as ever for walking with me really appreciate it your thoughts on kindness are welcome I think I've given you lots and lots of uh, stuff to think about there today. Thoughts from Peter in Ryslip, thoughts from Nige in northern Spain, thoughts from Gaynor in Broccoli and um, uh, my dad. Did I mention my dad? I've left somebody out. Nige in northern Spain, my dad, uh, Peter, Gaynor, yeah, all of those people. Um, That was a comprehensive list list and apologies to some of you got mentioned more often than others. Um, But look, you're all you're all contributing your various thoughts on kindness and what's interesting is the way that these kind of this collection of different people's thoughts who have not had conversations about kindness together throw up questions in my brain that I wouldn't have come up with on my own so I really appreciate all your contributions and I've got lots more to bring you that I haven't been able to squeeze into the episode today but will be included in the very next episode whether that is tomorrow if I'm feeling particularly sprightly after my treatment or perhaps it will perhaps I'll record two episodes on Wednesday or Thursday depending on how the week goes I just don't know Uh, we spoke in an earlier series about uncertainty and that is what I'm looking at this week so thanks for bearing with take care of your beautiful mind yourselves and each other and I will be back with episode seven soon